actually know anyone who doesn't speak about being stressed or having anxiety? Have we always been like this or is it a symptom of the modern world that has evolved because of our dependency on technology? Or maybe is it just because we're distracted? In fact, we have never been this distracted since the beginning of time. I'm Renya Dubey and welcome to How to Be Less of an Asshole, a channel where self-awareness is the only answer to our problems. This podcast aims to look at human behavior through the lens of history to better understand how we've become the people we are today with hopes of inspiring you to do the same. Today I'll be talking with my co-host Kirsten French about what our distractions are actually doing to our well-being and how we can begin to find solutions to this. I got the idea for this episode when we were doing the guided meditation that we did last weekend. And as I explained to you, I went into it being really distracted. And when this happens, now I know to just let myself be distracted and to accept that it's I'm not going to go super deep. And as you were talking, I became aware that my distraction was giving me anxiety. And so what I did... In that moment, I decided to just start looking at what I was feeling physically in the moment of being distracted. So what, when you can't focus or that your thoughts are going a mile an hour, what is it physically doing to your body? And what I realized when I started scanning my body, the first thing I saw was that my heartbeat was going super fast. Bizarrely, I was holding my breath. My throat was super tight. I felt a claw in the back of my head and my shoulders were super tight. So after that session, I decided to keep monitoring what happened to my body. So all week I looked at this. If when I was feeling like, oh, I had too, um, too many things going on, I was like, what happens to you? But the most important thing that I noticed is that I stopped using my eyes. And I know that sounds super weird and I know that not everyone we all like process things in different ways. But when I say I stop using my eyes is when I know that I'm not being present because I'm in my head and I'm thinking. So, you know, if you were to put your hand in front of me, I wouldn't even see you because I'm so deep in thought. So it was really interesting to see what being distracted on top, it, like it was creating anxiety, but to see the physical like the physical reaction that my body was having to the fact that I was so distracting. So the first thing that I want to ask you about is, do you think that you're distracted? And if you are, how do you see that in yourself? And do you see any, like, how, how can I say, do you see it manifesting in yourself? Yes. So I manage a team of about 10 people at my regular everyday day job. And when I go to work, let's say for a six hour shift there, I would say I probably get distracted a hundred times. I get distracted, you know, I go to my phone to look at my phone to see what time it is. And I see that a notification has come in for an email that I've been waiting for. And then I check that email, which then has a question about some other topic. So then I go onto the internet to look up that topic so I can answer that question. And while I'm there, I notice that I've gotten a Facebook message and which I can't look at my phone because I don't have messengers. So then I go and open my laptop and now, and 
you can see where this is just going to continue on all day long. So yes, I do get distracted. Um, and what do I notice? Very similar things to what you notice when I, I find when I get distracted by the technological world, what happens is my pace of everything speeds up. And when my pace speeds up, I, my memory actually starts to decline. And so then I forget to do tasks that I should be doing because I was distracted. And it's a bit of a vicious cycle. So, so I notice that I notice that my pace speeds up and my memory starts to decline. And as my pace speeds up, the tension inside of my body increases. So there's, there's almost a sense of alertness that without paying attention to that alertness, what happens is my body starts to contract. So, so same thing, my heart rate would start to go up a little bit, I notice areas of tension between my shoulder blades and in my neck. I notice areas of tension in my hips. I start to, you know, if I let this go on chronically, I start to get inflammation in my knees and in my ankles to the point where I get like puffy water under my knees. And, and um, it's, a, it's something that really needs to be nipped in the bud. Okay, so I thought I was the only one, but you accurately described what I've been watching all week. And there's the idea that I've I make I'm think I'm making myself more busy than I need to be but my phone I have an addiction to the social media buttons checking my email over and over I google absolutely anything I can think of and my mind is racing so I'm constantly googling things but so then what I did is I decided to count how many times I grabbed my phone. And by 2 p.m., I had reached for my phone almost 70 times. So that's from probably 8 till 2. Mm -hmm. So I was going to ask you if you relate to how I feel overwhelmed with the distractions, but you obviously do. But for some reason, since you seem so put together... <laughs> I just assume that you didn't suffer from it as badly as I do, which is quite funny. But so do you think it's only our phones and computers that are doing this to us? Or are there other underlying issues that make us constantly try to run away from the present? Because I feel I'm either living in the future, anticipating like whether it's a like or something, or that I... Whatever is happening, it's so that I don't have to be where I am in this moment. Yeah, I think there's a combination of things happening. So I think that um, the the people who manage and build the social media platforms that we use have a, a very deep understanding of human psychology and that they have created a system that is slowly breaking down our will. So our will to resist the relationship with the phone is decreasing. And inside of that, like as our, our will to resist the phone and the social media decreases, then our relationships with actual people decline because it's like we kind of have to look at it as one or the other thing, right? And so, so I think there's the issue of our will and uh, there's the issue of the lack of self-awareness. So if we don't have some level of self-awareness, we don't realize that what we're doing is, is, 
in the sense of social media and being distracted by the phone and the computer and all these these technological things is taking away from our quality of life. So once we develop that that level of self-awareness that allows us to see that our quality of life, life is declining directly in relationship to the distractions, then we have to rebuild the willpower that has been degraded. And as we, so myself, again, I'm going to reference my asana practice, my yoga asana practice. Part of the reason why I dedicate a significant amount of time each week to my yoga asana practice is because that's where I am rebuilding my willpower. And then inside of that rebuilding of my willpower is giving me the ability to say no to those distractions more often and make choices in alignment with the direction I actually want to go in in my life instead of going further down the road of declined quality of life. I just finished reading a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. And he says in the book, we're not just heads on legs. And what he's what he's talking about before that statement is that it's really important that we recognize ourselves as bodies and that the body needs to be taken care of. And when we fall prey to all of these distractions, the part where you described, it's like your eyes are closed and you're not even seeing and I could wave my hand in front of your face and you wouldn't even recognize that it's going because you're so deep in thought, you're so in your head that we forget about the body and we don't take care of the body because we really do relate to ourselves as though we're a head on legs, but our body really needs to be taken care of. And so coming back to that distraction and will, the distraction causes us to forget to take care of our bodies. And as our will is broken down, we might say before we go to bed, okay, I'm going to take my vitamin C, my vitamin D, and my vitamin B complex. When I get up in the morning, I'm sure I'm going to. But then when we get up in the morning, first thing we do is look at our phone, get distracted, and there's all these distractions coming at us. And then before we know it, you know, the day is over and we have completely forgotten, not even thought about taking our vitamins, even though we had very good intentions. But the willpower to see that through is so annihilated that the thought doesn't even come in the morning. Because I got to the point where I've tried, I've tried put, putting an elastic around my phone so I can't swipe it up. I've tried creating checklists where I have to go check that I've looked at social media. I've put the phone in another room. I've basically tried so many different ways. Even with the checklist, I would just go and check it off at the morning and say, you're going to fail at this today, so might as well just accept that you're not going to do this. And like you said, having willpower or self-awareness about it, currently I've gotten to the point where I'm doing it. My mind is telling me, you are scrolling, you are spending time. And I just tell that part of me, I'm, I just need like five more hits, five more minutes. So I'm at the point where I know I have to deal with this like it's an addiction because the way what you're describing, the willpower, I, or like even setting myself, giving myself an ultimatum, but I'm at the point where I've come to realize 
that it's detrimental to my life, that I'm wasting all of this time when you think about all the time or the books that I could have read or the friends I could have spent time with. It's crazy how much time we spend scrolling and being distracted. So what is the first step to take to start getting a handle on this situation? Okay, so I think there's three angles. I think there's the the angle of seeing it and knowing that it's happening. Mm -hmm. And then there's the angle of choosing something to increase, improve, or strengthen the willpower. And then there's the angle of choosing something, an action step directly related to the addiction. So let's go with the let's go with the example of social media as being the addiction. So I think choosing one simple action step and not making it complex or overwhelming. So that's why I say one simple action step. And maybe that is a simple rule of the phone doesn't get turned on in the morning until after the coffee has been drank, which means that you get to sit down and drink your coffee. And the only thing that you're doing is drinking your coffee. You're not multitasking. You're not drinking coffee and scrolling. You're just, you're starting your day off simply by doing one quiet, slow thing, which sets the tone for your day. Make that rule, stick to it. Don't make 17 rules. Like I, it has to, the phone has to get turned off at this time at night. You're only allowed to look at it at this time. You're only allowed this. You're only allowed that. You're only allowed, has to be on the top shelf, has to be on the bottom shelf. No, just pick one thing that you can successfully do and do that thing. And then you'll know when you're ready to add a second thing on. And then the development of willpower. So separate from the addiction, separate from the phone, what can you do on a regular consistent schedule that helps to strengthen your willpower? So something that comes to mind for me is cold dipping. Cold dipping is definitely something that strengthens your willpower. If you have access to that, that's a great thing. If that's something that you don't have access to or is completely out of the question for you or you don't feel like your willpower is anywhere near being ready yet to do cold dipping, I'm going to say go on Google and ask Google what are some simple things that I could do to strengthen my willpower. Pick one, do it, make it consistent. And we already have the awareness thing. We're here, we're, here, we're listening, we're talking. We know that it's happening. So that part's already taken care of. We don't need to do anything else about that. So how do you think us being distracted, what do you think it's doing to society that everyone is so distracted? What, what price are we paying for this collectively, do you think? The it, highest price. This is the most costly thing. This is the most costly endeavor. We are allowing our relationship with the natural world and our creator to decline and for some of us to the point of being non-existent as a result of distraction. And how do you think it's affecting mental health? And I know it's very obvious, but I just see so many people again on social media where people go and they feel they can be honest, where everyone is saying like, I don't even feel like I'm alive every day is the same. So if we were to characterize that, What is being distracted doing to us as individuals as well? Another quote from the, the John Mark Comer book, Ruthlessly Eliminating Hurry. 
he's quoting someone else in the book and he says, too dead to be alive and too alive to be dead, which I think kind of sums up where we're at as a collective. We're too dead to be alive and too alive to be dead. Kind of sounds like purgatory, doesn't it? No, it is. But I think that that's why also the quality of, not the quality of humans, but I just think that we we could be doing a lot better. We could be kinder. There's so many things that we could be doing more. But it's again, it's getting to the root cause and trying to figure out the problems that we need to not necessarily solve, but just look at and become aware of it. Because this week it really hit me when I thought of all the times I've wasted because You know, when you get the weekly update and you're like, oh my goodness, that's when it hit me last week. It said that I was on my phone eight hours a day. And that was the, my aha moment of, okay, that's enough now. We need to sort this out. So I'm just going to go back to what you said. I've given myself my, the one thing that I'm doing with social media at the moment is I'm only allowed to log in once a day and I haven't looked at it so far today I feel fine I've made it I haven't but I can't wait to see if as I move along and possibly take off the email from the phone which is when you said that I was like oh my gosh take the email off the phone but now that I'm thinking about it I'm like no ruthless it's get it off the phone because there was a time in my life where I was so focused I could do incredible things. And now I haven't, I've just been scrolling for the last 10 years, basically. And it's really hit me that human beings, we need to realize that our lives are meant to be lived. And that if we're scrolling, we're not hanging out with each other. We're not doing community things. And that we can't keep complaining that society is broken when at the root of it, it's each individual that is distracted and scrolling that's contributing to the situation that Mm -hmm. we're currently in. So I just wanted to say my last piece about that. And then again, any other thoughts on distraction? Yeah, I think some of it is a little bit counterintuitive. So earlier in the conversation, you said something about we could be, we could be doing more, like in reference to we're scrolling, we could be doing more than that. And I think sometimes actually we could be doing less and that it's in the less that we get the clarity. So we're, we're very busy as a whole trying to accomplish a lot of type A people on this planet, um, trying to accomplish, I think to prove our worth and ultimately to prove our self-worth and that when we, do less, we have time to gain clarity because it's in our relationship with insert whatever version of the word you want to use here, God or creator, universal consciousness. It's in our relationship with that energy force that we in solitude and quiet that we find clarity and inside of that clarity is where we see These are the few things that I could be doing very effectively to make a better world for all of us. And I think that those few things are probably about 3% of what we're actually doing. So when we slow down 
take time in solitude, quietness, and stillness, gain that clarity, then all of a sudden, we know what really needs to be done, 3%, and what really doesn't need to be done, 97%. And then there is an incredible amount of spaciousness. Because you pointed that out, it just goes to show how the words we've been using for so long, they actually have evolved to have us being busy. Because what I said, now that you've pointed it out, I'm like, that's actually something like a phrase that's been around for ages, but it's always been about doing more and more and more. And maybe that's why we're at the point where we're at, because we just don't know when to stop. Yeah. Thanks for taking the time to listen. We hope that this conversation will make you recognize when you're feeling distracted. And please remember, you are what you give your attention to. We'd like to thank our compadre, Paul Bateman, for being our master mixer and the pretties for providing the music for our podcast. And until next time, please remember, kindness is contagious. podcast is a production of Unfiltered Studios. If you would like to know more about joining Unfiltered Studios, please visit our website at unfpod.com for more information.